This is episode 443 of the AWS podcast, released on May 13th, 2021. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lashir here with you, and this is a very special series called Right Now at AWS. Hosted by Katie Doptus, it's a special series focusing on enterprises across industries. We hope you enjoy it. This is Right Now at AWS, the podcast series that surfaces patterns, best practices, and successful solutions across every imaginable industry. I'm your host, Katie Doptis. In this episode, we're diving into the latest in the life science industry. AWS has teams dedicated to life sciences. It's their job to support customers' innovation goals like unlocking the value of data, personalized therapies, while helping customers understand and meet their security and compliance obligations. Here to share the latest industry trends and corresponding AWS solutions is Principal Solutions Specialist, Patrick Buckner. Patrick, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Katie. Thanks for having me. Patrick, before we start, can we just quickly get some of your work history and what it is that you do at AWS? Sure. Sure. Happy to. So I've been here at AWS for four and a half years. I'm part of the business development team working within the healthcare and life science industry vertical. I work specifically on life science, and to be even more specific, I focus on biopharmaceutical. AWS offers a huge offering or library of services, and, you know, what I try to do is go a step beyond just here the services, but help to construct the services, the partners, the professional services that kind of help a customer get from A to Z on an actual outcome that they're trying to achieve. It's such an interesting place where you sit. You're kind of the glue, but yet you're also keeping your head above everything and trying to look around corners for our industry customers. So I think it's a really interesting space. Yeah. You, you know, part of business development is 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 diving into working on customer problems and outcomes, but also being able to take things that you can then apply to a broader portfolio of customers. So it is a really interesting part of the business. It's also an interesting industry to work in because there's so much transformation that that needs to happen and that is happening. Absolutely. And I think the impact of your industry is just so profound. So I'm just really excited to be talking to you today. So let's dive into it. Patrick, what are some of the top industry use cases that you're seeing right now? Yeah. So um, there's a number of use cases that customers are trying to address, but there are a number that really kind of bubble up to the top. The first one is uh, digital lab operations. So there are a number of manual operations in a lab environment. And these things are uh, done by typically PhDs and researchers. You know, imagine backing up data off an instrument to a physical server over in the corner. You know, what digital lab operations tries to do is to take these manual processes and to make them not only automatic, but also intelligent by using things like machine learning. The reason why that's important is, number one, you want your researchers and your PhD folks actually working on drug development as opposed to doing some of these manual tasks. The reason it's important to these businesses and these companies is that that individual rate of return for R&D has gone from, you know, a little bit over 10% years ago to quickly trending towards, you know, 0%, which means companies are are pumping a lot of money in their R&D pipelines, but not enough is coming out of the other side. So it's about making things more efficient. It's about de-risking your portfolio sooner so you get a better yield from that investment. Um, So that's one. Another one is manufacturing operational analytics. So 
Uh, a lot of manufacturing data that our customers collect now is really what we call dark data. So it's collected, but there's not, a, other than creating the batch record, which of course is critical, there's not a lot of additional value that customers are getting from that. So uh, this this one really focuses on establishing that analytics plane that's really important for improving the operations, both at a plant level, but also higher up at a, you know, kind of a global manufacturing level. And then the third one is around genomic data management. So how do you uh, take this genomic data that almost every life science customer is using and get that into the cloud? You can transfer it and store it into the AWS cloud. You can do that at a much better price point cost-wise. So it's cheaper, it's more secure, and obviously it's going to be more accessible. The reason why that's so strategic for many of our customers is that Genomic data has a velocity that we really just don't see uh, with, with other data sources in, in the life science industry. Uh, it's predicted that by in the year 2030, the genomics industry will create more data than any other industry in the world. So a uh, really important one for customers to think about. And then, you know, these, these use cases are, or areas are really kind of linked to what we call, you know, the three pillars. Uh, that customers need to be thinking about. So a life science customer in 2021 needs to be uh, either establishing or thinking about or moving towards establishing really these three things. The first one is around data liquidity. So getting data up out of its silo and making it useful uh, across the entire organization. The second one we spoke about, uh, which is operational excellence and operational agility. Now we talked about that in terms of manufacturing. The reality is that needs to happen across the entire value chain. The third one is personalization. So precision medicine is kind of the the 180 turn that we're making from the blockbuster drug era where it was one pill for all. And when you do that, you really need to know a lot more about your your patient, your person. Uh, and, and it's more than just that event of writing them a prescription, but it's about the patient as a whole. Excellent. I think I really am understanding a little more context around why those use cases are so important. And those use cases being uh, digital lab operations, manufacturing operational analytics, and storing and transferring genomic data. But one question is, is why these use cases now? What's influencing their prominence? Well, there's a number of of kind of, you know, longstanding challenges in the life science space. But, you know, let me just kind of set that context around uh, the regulatory environment. Obviously, when you're dealing with the life science space, you have a regulatory uh, landscape that's a little bit different than, I don't know, let's say consumer, you know, CPG. And it's important, right? I mean, this is what makes sure that drug products are safe uh, and and efficacious for patients. But in, in many ways, that has kind of traditionally kept us from doing some of these advancements that we've seen in other industries. The other issue uh, that we see is there's a shift in the actual business model itself with personalized drugs. The blockbuster drug era was very, very profitable. So many life science customers were were actually quite aware of these challenges, but they really come into a, a, a key area of concern when you look at that business model change. And then the other thing, the third thing, if you will, would be COVID-19. I mean, COVID-19 stressed processes uh, that were already stressed and maybe not the most efficient and was a moment of truth for many of our life science customers. They had to quickly 
pivot to the new reality, which was the world as it as it was with COVID under a pandemic. And they had to figure out how to do things digitally. And when you talk about COVID being that shift, are you talking about how it shifted other industries or other people just working remotely? Or was there something more specific? Sure. So yeah, it, it is very specific in a couple of ways. I'll just give you two examples. The one example would be clinical trials, right? Clinical trials traditionally have been done by life science customers who set up physical trial sites. And the patient needs to go to that physical trial site so they can, you know, receive care. So they're really key data points can be taken. So now imagine COVID-19, you can't go to a trial site. It's just not possible. So they had to figure out how do we continue these trials and how do we continue to get the data we need to keep these trials going, especially really critical trials like oncology trials uh, where lives are at stake. It also uh, had a big effect in terms of manufacturing. So a number of vaccines uh, were approved and obviously the whole world wanted those vaccines as soon as possible. A number of those customers that produced approved vaccines were the larger traditional customers. Some of them were newer organizations. So they had to quickly figure out how to either manufacture these through their own manufacturing network, or they needed to quickly scale up contract manufacturers. So many things that typically took a number of years, all of a sudden now needed to take a number of days. I mean, Moderna is a great example, you know, which is an AWS customer. Most of their systems are on AWS. That cloud agility was the reason that they could get the information about the COVID-19 virus and have a, a vaccine candidate in 42 days. That's amazing. That typically takes years to do. It's also amazing that they never physically handled the virus, right? It was just the data, the genomic sequence about the virus. And from that, they were able to use you know, their capabilities to produce a vaccine candidate. So that's just never been done before. And frankly, I don't think most people would have even believed it was possible. Wow, that is really incredible. And I know you've been really at the forefront of working with customers hand in hand. So thanks for that. Honestly, it's really been our customers that I think are kind of some unsung heroes. I mean, there's a lot of people that do heroic things during COVID-19, but I can tell you the customers that I worked with that were working on COVID-19 vaccines were quite literally working day and night and weekends and just completely dedicated towards finding a way to help with a situation. So it was it was really neat to be able to support them really in any way that we could. That's incredible. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the AWS solutions for each of these emerging use cases, starting with the digital lab operations. Can you tell us more? Sure. So these areas of transformation, like digital lab operations, it's very easy for a customer to get kind of overwhelmed. And so one of the things I think that's important about this solution is it's really about five very specific use cases. That's everything from using machine learning to do automatic uh, document processing to a lab buddy, which uses Alexa to do uh, contemporaneous transcription directly into an electronic lab notebook. It's also covering things like real-time and batched instrument data and getting that, uh, again, off of that physical server that I talked about over in the corner and into the cloud so it can be used in, in a more effective way. Uh, so really, it's very specific. It's more about being prescriptive. 
And what about the solutions for modernizing manufacturing and transfer and storing genomic data? Yeah, for those two solutions, uh, again, manufacturing can be another area where customers can get overwhelmed with the possibilities and can um, kind of get into sometimes an analysis paralysis. If you work with a customer, uh, they can come up with 20 or 30 use cases very quickly. And then, then it's a matter of how do we thread that thread the uh, needle of of doing something that's going to have a tangible impact on our business, but not going so big that we can't get anything accomplished. Because one thing we know for sure is that C-level sponsor that you got on board to support you and, and back you up is going to come to you in, in a couple of months and say, okay, I've given you this much money. We've invested this. What are we getting out of this? So, you know, I like to talk about thinking big, but then acting locally. And then you kind of build up that flywheel. You know, we love flywheels at Amazon, getting that flywheel for, for innovation spun up and then getting licensed to do more and more. One of the ways that we do that is we actually use the Bioforms digital plant maturity model. So we have an engagement where you can do a maturity assessment and help a customer understand for a given plant or, or a set of plants, where are you in that? Are you at level one? Are you at level two? Where do you aspire to be? Is it level three? And then what are the use cases that kind of attach to that maturity that you're trying to get? And we can help them go after that. Uh, we also do it through our native services with things like Novartis. We announced that partnership in December of 2019 to help them uh, get better visibility across their manufacturing. But we also have some amazing partners as well that are built on top of AWS. They can come in very, very quickly and help customers get value. With genomics, it's fairly nuanced in that customers have different processes, but what we typically see is there's a sequencer, such as our customer Illumina has the, the sequencers that many customers use today. The data comes off of that sequencer. It goes on to an actual on-prem server where that data is kind of cleaned up, deduped. So you're really only now dealing with the data that you truly want to store. And then we can help customers use services like DataSync actually get that data up into the cloud. We also are very much driven to provide scalable solutions for our customers. So that's one of the key advantages to the cloud is you have an infrastructure that scales. And you mentioned Luminar for transfer and stored genomics data. Do you have any customer examples for digital lab operations and modernizing manufacturing? Yeah, I, I, we've got a number of customers uh, that we like to talk about. One of the ones that, that I think is, is really interesting is uh, Celgene, which is now part of BMS. You know, we help them create their application, that their smart lab application, uh, which helps their researchers get insights into what's going on. So just imagine you've got uh, a, a researcher sitting in a cafe in Paris and they have an experiment that's going on in the lab right now back in Princeton, New Jersey. They're able to use you know this, this app to see what the results of their experiment were and then figure out, does it need to be run again? Uh, is it good? And they can actually take those actions remotely. It's also important that most life science customers are introducing new drugs via a collaboration. So that means there's another life science company involved. There's probably some, some AMCs, academic medical centers, or there's other partners involved. And all these companies need a way to securely share data and collaborate around this data. And really, there's no better place to do that than the AWS cloud. 
And for manufacturing, there is always this need to get better yield out of your batches, batches meaning a batch of product. So uh, in, in the case of one customer, which actually was Merck, they had some issues going on with their production and they just could not figure out what was happening. They were actually using an Excel spreadsheet to try to compare literally millions of batches against each other to try to understand where this process variance was coming from. And that's just a an incredible um, case of the cloud and its power because they were able to really get all that data into an AWS environment and then really do that comparative analysis. You know, another example would be through our partner, Azon, had a customer actually in Europe where the customer had a, a, a plant that was having these emissions. So not only were these emissions causing them to be fined, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars every month, but they were actually coming up to the point where they were going to actually have to shut the plant down because they could not figure out the root cause of these emissions. So uh, our partner, Azon, actually has an ability to get this data from different sources, pull it up into the AWS cloud, and then apply pre-configured algorithms to that. And they were able to, in a matter of weeks, figure out what was the root cause of this emissions, and then the customer was able to address that. Can you surface any common challenges and how to avoid? I think that one of the key things that we do at AWS, which is very, very important, especially in these innovation areas where there's so many possibilities, is we like to to work backwards from a problem. Uh, if you've worked with AWS in any way, shape, or form, I'm, I'm quite sure you've heard this term, working backwards at least once. Uh, but it is it is really powerful. And the reason is, if you look at the way most companies develop their technology, they get some customer data for some set of problems, they create an application or a product, and they throw that over the wall to their sales folks, and they really hope that that, that answers the actual need. We actually go much deeper on figuring out what that outcome is and what that key use case and problem is, and we do that with our customers. So uh, that's one thing that I would say is, is, a, is a really important facet is work backwards from your problem. I was actually on a call with uh, the CEO of a company uh, last week, and he mentioned to me that, you know, technology is changing very quickly, and he is working on his roadmap, and he was trying to figure out how to, you know, not focus on technologies that would be irrelevant. And I actually, we actually encouraged him to look at the outcomes that you're trying to get, start all the way there, and then come back. Because if you have that vision and your outcomes very, very crisply defined, you can switch and interchange technologies as they either become irrelevant or they get enhanced or as new technologies come into the picture. So working backwards is really a, a fundamental uh, thing that both we do at AWS, but it's really something that we like to do with our customers because it helps make them successful. The second thing is starting too big. And I know that might sound counterintuitive. We talk a lot at AWS and at Amazon about thinking big. But the reality is when you're going through this change process and these innovation spaces that can be quite large, again, like I spoke about earlier, you need to really define uh, a very strong business case, a very strong adjoining ROI, and then you need to go after that scope and keep that scope very controlled because that success is what's going to be the linchpin for your next success and your next release of funds. The third one is executive alignment and, and sponsorship. Technology is amazing. There's almost nothing that we can't do at this point 
That does not mean that we're not dealing with human beings. That doesn't mean that change isn't hard. You're going to need that executive alignment as you go down this road. And and that can come from different roles, right? It doesn't always have to be the CIO. It can be uh, other C-level folks as well. And how can someone get started? There's a couple different ways. I mean, there's a tremendous amount of material that we have on our website. There's a number of white papers where we really try to expose what our thinking is about some of these key problems. Uh, in terms of your relationship with AWS, if you have a relationship with AWS, your account executive, your account team is really the team that should be like your quarterback. Uh, you know, we talk a little bit about mechanisms, but we are in no shortage of mechanisms that are really proven in the Amazon world and also proven in the customer world for helping with some of these changes, things like art of the possible, working backwards, uh, and then finally partners. So we have thousands and thousands of partners at AWS. And in fact, some of these these challenges that we talked about, really with COVID-19 being the most recent, has increased that pace of innovation so much that even our customers who have teams of data scientists and DevOps, even those customers are saying, you know what, we need to go fast. A great way to go fast is to engage our partner community. Again, as I mentioned before, that account team is kind of your conduit to that partner ecosystem. Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and talk with me today. I'm frankly in awe of the work that you're doing and please come back. Yes, I would love to come back and um, really appreciate the chance to talk about this. It's 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 a passion for me, so uh, it's a lot of fun and it's it's the most fun to get to help our customers.